We back. What's going on, world? Y'all know what it is. Welcome to Podcast Day. Y'all know how we do every Monday. Thank you for tuning in. This week, I got a special one lined up for you guys. I say special all the time, but they each special to me. Today, we addressing fear. We got a guest, Jacqueline Wells, author of The Fearless Factor and The Fearless Factor at Work, straight from the School of Hard Knocks, witnessing firsthand a lot of the stuff, a lot of the BS, a lot of the conditions that sabotage your ability to, su- to succeed. I'm tripping over my words because I'm even excited about the intro. Yes, indeed. Jacqueline Wells. And if you want to skip the episode, just check her out at the fearless factor at work.com slash courses. She left a free gift for the listeners, and I'm really appreciative of that. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, world? We back with another From Hood the Good episode. Your boy, Ronnie Jacks, holding it down. Y'all know how we do. And today, man, it's another special, special episode I got lined up for you guys. Straight from the school of hard knocks. I mean, this is, I'm excited about this one. She got a lot of info to share. I'll tell you a few credentials. You know, I would. She's worked with Oracle. She's worked with a lot of big companies, LegalZoom, past viewing companies, for my drinkers out there. President and CEO of The Fearless Factor at Work, author, inspirational speaker. Little do you know, she's even an artist. She, I'll tell you, she has an album out there, guys, but we'll get into that later. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jacqueline Wells. To the From Hood to Good podcast. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for joining us today. It's great to be here, Ronnie. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. So um, we're going to come right out the gate. You, I, I want to I let it be known that you're a huge advocate for women, which I love. And, you know, I think women are severely mis- well underrepresented. And I know a lot of things have occurred. Like your story is just incredible can you tell us how we got to today um well uh, it's been a long journey to put it that way i you know we could start at the beginning and say you know i grew up in a neighborhood in scotland where you know my father my dad was a dock worker my mother put labels on whiskey bottles you know it was a real working class poor neighborhood frankly um, so I grew up with a lot of disadvantages and I actually managed to sabotage my own life for, for several years up until I was really in my mid thirties. Um, but when I was in my mid thirties, after having given the child up for adoption, left another child with his father and done a whole bunch of drug and alcohol issues, I decided it was time to clean up my life and, and really go forth and make things happen. So I ended up, I started writing, I started singing, I started doing all kinds of creative work that I had done previously, mostly because I didn't believe that I could do it. And uh, over time, you know, I got involved in martial arts, took up uh, Shotokan Karate, Taekwondo, managed to get black belts in them, and, uh, you know, just kept kind of moving forward. So by the time I was in my 50s, and you're getting the real rush job on, on the life history right now, but uh, by the time I was in my 50s, it was very clear that I had experienced a lot, and a coach had recommended that I 
coach women who were dealing with their fear issues because I had primarily been dealing with my own fear issues for many decades. Um, you know, I was abused as a child physically and emotionally and sexually. So I got the whole nine yards. Um, and you have to kind of crawl your way out of that stuff, you know. And for a lot of people, it runs their lives and they never manage to recover. So from all the things that I had learned and the ways in which I had managed to recover, I felt like there was something important to say. So I became a coach in my 50s and I called my first company the Fearless 50s because I wanted to deal with women who were primarily at a transition point in their lives who were really looking at, you know, career was maybe coming to an end or they need to change it. Or it was time for me time because they'd already given it the office several times uh, with children and other things. Uh, so that was the first piece in it. And then someone suggested I write this book called The Fearless Factor. And uh, I thought, well, that's interesting because I'd already written a book called When the Crow Sings, which was based on family history. And it was three generations of women dealing with children outside of marriage until one woman has the courage to give her child up for adoption. And that became my story of my grandmother, my mother, and myself. So that was the first book. It took me 12 years to write, and it was a pretty amazing journey to do that. So then the fearless factor came along, and I was like, okay, so we're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about my life. We're going to share stories from other women who would learn how to be fearless. Uh, and it did pretty good. And it really kicked off my career as it now stands. So uh, over the years, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs. I've worked with a lot of people in corporate. And uh, last year, I decided that it was time to put out another book. And I was ready for it. It was The Fearless Factor at Work. So it seems like I'm putting a fearless series of books together at this point. And my next book is going to be on fearless women leaders. And I'm, I'm excited to start interviewing with people to find out, you know, what's their story? How did you become a fearless woman leader and kind of go from there? So that's the, 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 the kind of potted history, if you like, of how did I get to be where I am today? Here we are. Use your story and make it work. Man, I wish I had a sound effect right there because <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. That was like the shortest version. I mean, it's like running a marathon and, and like, two two minutes you know what i mean because guys i'm telling you it is it's just so much there um but i want to unpack like one thing that you said that a lot of our listeners are struggling with and it's like because and it also resembles things that i i've even struggled with personally you know just uh wasting time and addictions um just all kind of things that that aren't you know doesn't put you in the right trajectory. So um, can you touch on around like what age or you might've been or what kind of things were going on in your life where you finally decided to say, man, this is enough. This isn't what would I want. What would I want? <laughs> this isn't what I want. This isn't, you know, this isn't for me. Like around what kind of things were going on when you finally made that change? So here I was, you know, I'd gone, and the other piece of the, the story is that I'd gone from Edinburgh, Scotland, where I was born. I left home at 16. And it was shortly after I got busted for drugs. That was number one. Uh, and secondly, when I got pregnant at 19, I had moved to London at that point because I left home when I was about 16 and a half. And uh, so I got pregnant while I was in London. 
and that was really a big piece for me. And uh, there's a story behind that. It's a long one, but I won't go into it. And then, of course, you know, I got married and I ended up having another child and that didn't work out so good. So I ended up in San Francisco where I left London. I went to San Francisco and I met my current partner who I've been with now for 42 years, which blows my mind because I don't know anybody who's had a relationship that long. Um, but the point being is that I got to about age of 35 and I got pregnant again for the third time. And I was in therapy at that point, And I said, she's going to leave me before I leave her. And that was a, really a commitment at that moment to straighten my life out because I, I owed it to my kids. Um, and that, that really became the driving force behind the changes. Because at that point, I also, shortly after that, ended up with a stepdaughter who came from Thailand, a complete stranger. And uh, I had all kinds of step parenting issues to, to deal with. And then finally, I had a, third, a, a fifth child who arrived in my life. And uh, so it really was for the children. It was like, I don't want the same family that I grew up in. I grew up with, you know, an alcoholic father who was very violent. And I did not want to return to that. And it was time for me to clean up my act. I went into AA for five years. And it was an interesting journey because what I discovered in AA is it wasn't about the drinking and I could definitely put it away. Um, it was about the thinking and it was time to start dealing with the demons that were running my life. The demons of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, all these kind of things that a lot of people deal with, but it's the internal dialogue that's bullshit. And that's, that's truly what it is. It's all bullshit. And it's put there by other people who didn't know any better. And, and that was a piece that I had to come to terms with, too. So when I mentioned the first book, which is called When the Crow Sings, that was really a, an attempt by me to revisit the history of the women in my family to figure out what were the circumstances that led to, you know, the unwanted children, the violence, the lack of, of education, the lack of, of any kind of motivation to make your life better, um, which has always been my thing. I've always believed that I can make my life better. I've always been a dreamer. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a traveler. I have done all of these things and more. Uh, but it, it comes at a price. You know, you have to be willing to do the work. If you're not willing to face your demons or you're not willing to challenge yourself, then you'll just kind of stay stuck in the same old mire. And I refuse to do that when I go to my, my mid-30s. It's like, okay, kiddo, you've got to make this work uh, for the sake of these children. And I'm happy to say that all of my children are in my life and they're all amazing human beings. And I've worked damned hard to make sure that they, they got the best and they got a lot of love as well. Mm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And guys, you can, because I'm sure <laughs> you can find out a lot more just by going to the fearless factor at work, which is why we are so appreciative of this time that she's spending here with us. Um, man, it, it's, it's almost like, like, I, cause I know you're an advocate for women and as a man, even 
reading your story, um, just looking into it, I'm like, this doesn't just apply to women, this applies to men. And one of the things that I struggle with is it's challenging to, because you get those thoughts of, man, I, I'm too old, it's too late, all of these missed opportunities, it's like, I, I just messed up. What kind of challenges did you have to overcome when you were beginning to make those um those changes to come up with not um just to not just to improve yourself excuse me i'm too excited right now not but not just to improve yourself but also to create the fearless factor you know what i mean if if that makes sense can you kind of just like how hard it was and and you know, yeah. leading up to the fearless factor. You know, one of the things that I, I, I feel proud of the fact of, of at the moment is that I actually can accelerate change in with people, both men and women. And you're right. It, you know, the issues are, you know, they're non-gender specific, frankly. You know, both sexes get the same thing. Any sex gets it. But the point being is that, you know, when I, getting to the fearless factor, was really about me having to do the really hard work of challenging myself with my thinking, my control issues, my anger issues, because I had a lot of anger issues in the beginning where, you know, the slightest thing could set me off. And a lot of understanding of what these emotions were and how they were driving me and how it was driving my behavior. There was an awful lot of self-sabotage in my life in the early part. You know, it looked like I had an opportunity. I would find a way to blow it because somehow I didn't deserve it. And I'll give you a classic story of that. I ended up, you know, being with a partner who, you know, had wealth, put it that way. I'll just be totally blunt. And coming out of a working class background, I knew nothing about nothing. You know, I mean, he'd been all over the world, made a fortune and this, that, and the next thing, blah, blah, blah. And we built a house. The house was gorgeous. It was right in the middle of, you know, Chiefy land, Los Angeles, fabulous. I didn't want to move into it. Why? Because I didn't think I earned it. I didn't think I had earned it. And that's a big problem for a lot of people too. If you don't feel like you've earned it, then you'll push it aside. Instead of saying, yeah, okay, fair enough. That's great. You know, I mean, eventually I did move in, but the point being is I did have a moment when it was like, I don't think I can move into this thing. We've just spent three years building it, but I don't think I can move into this thing. I don't really deserve it. Well, that's bullshit story right there. And what I like to say is that we're all master storytellers. What is the story you're telling yourself about who you are? You know, there's all these programs out there that say, you know, we'll teach you how to do, 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 do. There's been a lot of do, do in my life too. So the piece I, I want to say is, learn how to be. Who, are, who do you want to be? And if you have a vision of who you would like to be, how you see yourself operating in the world, then for God's sake, work towards that and be willing to take the next step. You see, here's my, my piece on being fearless. It's not the, the lack of fear. It's not about no fear. It's about the courage to take the next step. Because when you take that next step, you're absolutely going to start changing your life. But you can take it only one step at a time. You don't have to take the whole mountain. You don't have to take the whole staircase. You just have to take that one step. And as you keep taking those steps forward, maybe sometimes steps back, but you're still moving forward, then your life changes. And that's exactly what happened to me. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm loving this. I'm love one thing you said that I that I caught is that um do the work, you know. I know making these kind of changes is gonna take some work. And I know when you begin to unravel these things, these these bullshit blocks that are all mental. Apparently, that's what I'm actually learning as I progress and grow. Um, it can be really emotional, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> even even now, you I, well, I, I'm talking about myself. You may find yourself crying in the morning, you know. Did I just say that on the air? <laughs> I'm going to cut this part out. Um, <laughs> but it can be a real emotional journey, and like, how can you um? combat those like emotions and continue to push forward because you know it's the easy answer is just do the work but like what are some practical easy win steps to begin to live and more fearlessly and 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 peel away those layers so number one is don't shut it down you know people are terrified of their emotions you know how many people you know go around with you know i never cry i'm I'm, you know no No, not going there. You know, it's like, and then it comes out as resentment, anger, blaming, judgment. You know, it's, it's all tied into, to the same thing, which is, you know, self-loathing. In fact, you know, when we are, when we are steeped in self-doubt, when we are steeped in this issue of not being worthy of whatever it is that life has to offer you, um, and you decide to shut it out, you're not doing the work. But if you decided that you need to do the work and you need to sit down and feel it, even although it's damned uncomfortable, here's what I say about, about being uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable because it's the only way that we change. So get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like this feeling. I don't like what it's doing to me. I don't like the fact that I'm crying for days and I can't figure out exactly why I'm, I'm crying. But you know that there's some deep-seated issues there that need to be cleaned up. So thinking of tears as, as like the, the cleansing waters, you know, when you let it out. I did a lot of very deep tissue therapy when I was working on my anger and working on moving out the abuses. Um, I used to say that I walked around with an armadillo shell and that armadillo shell was meant to protect me. So when someone said, what are you feeling? I would get the steel door that would come down and be like, I ain't feeling anything because I don't want to feel it because it hurts, you know. Um, and as I said, it's everything I teach, everything I write about, everything that I'm about at this point in time is simply for the, for the benefit of those that I serve. It's like I have been down this really hard and sometimes ugly road, but I trust me, when you get to the other side of it, you are a whole new person. You know, mm. we'd been having this conversation even 10 years ago. I would not as, be as, as confident, as outspoken as I am today. I've learned how to speak up. I've learned how to ask for what I want. I've learned how to be more of me and less of the person that somebody else wanted me to be. Because I was supposed to stay home. You know, I was supposed to go to the factory and just do the work and have the family and keep your head down. And I was told constantly growing up, shut up, you know, keep your mouth shut, don't say anything. So when you grow up with those types of messages, that's what you do as an adult. 
you know, and you get into approval behaviors, for instance, where you want to make sure that everybody likes you. You know, it's like, you know, are you, am I doing okay? Am I really okay? You know, there's there's that conversation. I, I did that conversation for years. Am I really okay? Yes, you are. You are in every single way. You are really okay. But you got to empty out the garbage. Mm. Yeah, this, well, and what I'm getting there is that just that awareness, that self-awareness, reflecting, peeling those layers back, um, like, why are these things even important to, to, you know, why, like, why are they important to self-reflect and just be aware of this stuff? Because I also know a lot of people that aren't even aware of it. Like it's, I, I know it's about four stages. I'm not going to go into that, but let's just say they aren't aware. So like, why are these kind of things even important in the first place? So if you're not a self-aware individual, you're not going to be very socially aware either, which means you're really happy to run railroad over everybody or you're busy trying to judge people and tell them that you're better than they are or you run around you know, with your head in the sand because you want to deny what's really going on in your life uh, as opposed to you know, taking it on and being fully responsible because self-awareness is about responsibility. I'm taking responsibility for me and for my presence in the world and the impact that I have on other people. That's self-awareness right there. Mm-hmm. And most people who are not self-aware, they're completely ignorant about what effect they're having on people. You right. know, and I'm sure you know a lot of them, and I've certainly met a lot of them, but you know, over the years I've got very clear on I don't have anybody in my life I don't want there. You know, it's like I'm surrounded by people who are loving, generous, caring individuals, compassionate individuals. Now, there's an issue for you. We are our own worst critics. We can come down on ourselves with a ton of bricks, and I like to call it the two-by-four syndrome, up the side of the head. So it's like how many times do you want to slam yourself up the side of the head with a two-by-four? You got to get over that piece, you know, and that's the piece that's the harsh critic that says you're stupid, you're you're not worth it, you can't do this, you blah 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 blah. It's all negativity. So when you think about being your own worst enemy, what about transferring that to I want to be my own best friend? I want to show some self compassion. I want to show some empathy. These are all critical to self awareness. You need that piece. The other piece of this is you've got to learn to trust yourself. You've got to trust that you can make the right decisions. Because a lot of the time when we grow up with a lot of bullshit, you don't trust other people. You don't trust that they're going to do the right thing for you. And a lot of it comes down to do you trust yourself to do the right thing for you? Mm. These are really important messages. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. And and making those steps, like we said earlier, it, it isn't going to be easy. But um, see, I, I have an audience that's growing and learning, me, me as well, myself. Um, what type of changes did you have to make as far as um, people you hang around? Were, were those kind of changes involved? Did you have to change your commute? Um, 
just on a on like on a physical as well as mental because i know i know that you have to change you know the way you think and you know your relationship with yourself yeah you know, if you think about who you're hanging out with, are they serving your best interests or are they not? You know, are you hanging out with them just simply because they've been in your whole life for forever, um, but they annoy the hell out of you? Or they want to, you know, get you involved in stuff that really isn't good for you, but you'll go along with it because you want to be part of the crowd. You know, you have to actually stop and think about that stuff. And sometimes that's the painful part, which is I don't want to hang out with you anymore because, frankly, I'm tired of your negativity. I'm tired of your bullshit. I'm tired of what you, you think you're bringing to the party, and I don't want to be part of it. So there's a decision there around those things. And, and certainly there's been people in my life that I've had to say, God bless you. You're on your own. you know. And I've done it even with my – I'll give you an example – my son, who is now an extraordinarily responsible and well-balanced kind of guy, in his 20s, I, uh, after a long period of not connecting with him, I finally reconnected. But I was, I was connecting through money. I was giving him money for what I thought was his education. I was giving him money for him to do whatever he needed to do. But he was putting it up his nose. So as he was putting it up his nose... He was getting further and further down into the weeds. And I was here in California and he was in London. So I didn't have much control over it. And then he disappeared. Well, I got some friends in London to go track him down and figure out what was going on. And they came back with the bad news. So I got in touch and I said, here's the deal. My door's open, my heart's open, but my bank account is now closed. And you better get your shit together because if you don't, too bad. I will walk out on you again. Mm. And he actually got his shit together. Mm. Back to school and he ended up, you know, he's in a pretty senior position at this point in time. And he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's done the work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So guys, I hope you guys catch that. Who you are around is extremely important. It, it, it matters. And that's a part of the work. And so, um, Jacqueline, I kind of want to shift gears, if that's OK with you. Well, not so much as shift gears, but um, we're growing as individuals, you know, and a lot of us. Well, we're called from hood to good. And a part of being good is we believe in several streams of income, not against nine to fives. We don't have anything. We actually encourage them. But um. We know that you work with businesses and some people want to be solopreneurs, but working with businesses, the, the really good ones tend to have a, a, a team. And for people who are building those teams, like how can um, your skill set help them? Like what kind of skills do they need? How would you present that to them as like from an organizational standpoint? How would um, your your consultations look and, and and things of that nature so let me tell you when i work with with middle managers for instance in organizations then and these are a big piece of it for me because i love working with middle managers these are people who are whose careers are on the rise uh usually high achievers who have some direct reports that that they're working with and one of the biggest issues for many of them is communication 
How do I communicate effectively with people? Now, as we know, many leaders are known for just tell you what to do and get on with it. But what I do is I learn, I teach them how to have the conversations, even the difficult conversations um, that allows you to see the humanity of people. It's too many times in corporate America, it's not about the humanity of people, it's just about get the job done. So how do you become someone who is constructive, who knows how to help people grow and develop, who knows how to give good feedback that actually accelerates the changes that you want to see? How do you get to know yourself? And that's another big piece of the work that I do because everything we've just talked about, it comes to the job too. So if it's coming to the job, well, how do you get to be a better manager? Well, you become a better person, frankly, you know. So, you know, I can go into all the stuff about time management, productivity, blah, 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 managing your calendar. Yeah. What I'm particularly interested in is how can I help you be a better human being so that other people get the benefit of that? Because when you're a leader, you need to be the example that other people need to follow. You know, so that means that you're encouraging, that you trust people to do the right thing, that you give guidance rather than, you know, just get on with it kind of stuff. So when it comes to corporate America, frankly, most companies are very toxic and they're very fear-based. There's no real psychological safety for people to speak up, to have an opinion, to share an idea. They think they do, but, you know, it's within the confines of whatever the, the structure is of the, the company. So um, this is a big piece. So to your point earlier, this is about self-reflection. How am I doing? Am I willing to ask my direct reports and even the people above me, how am I doing? What can I do differently that would make a difference here? What can you do differently that would make a difference? And if we're having a problem, can you help me come up with some solutions to it? As opposed to me just saying, we got a problem and you better fix it. That doesn't work. It's not part of the conversation. So the self-awareness is number one. Communication is number two. And then if you want to move up the ladder, you've got to be able to build your influence. So that means you need to know who to connect with. And you need to know that it's all about not just about what they can do for you, but what you can do for them. I've had conversations with people where I've said, have you actually gone into your manager and asked them, what can I do differently that would make it easier for you to do your job? What kind of question is that? Ours. And, you know, and a lot of people would go, Hell, I can't do that. And I would say, why not? You're all supposed to be working for the same ends. You know, you're trying to make the company money. You're trying to make this whatever product it is that you're doing better. So, you know, the, the piece about, well, it's the boss is the boss and I'm not supposed to have an opinion. Bullshit. You're all in this together. So I teach that to the team people that I work with. It's like, you know, number one, Learn how to trust each other. Learn how to collaborate together. Learn how to share ideas that might be off the wall, but you're going to share them anyway. 
and make sure that you're all pulling the same direction for what you're looking for. And as we know, many companies are all siloed and one hand doesn't talk to another hand. So, well, I thought Joe gave you that. Well, no, because we didn't talk to Joe. So mm. uh, these, are, these are some of the corporate issues. But to your point about solopreneur, I never wanted to go work for a corporation, ever, ever. When I was young, I, I was a temporary secretary. And the reason I did that was because if I didn't like you, I could leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I could leave tomorrow because it's an hourly wage and I didn't care. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that reminds me of. So um, when I got the opportunity to say no to work, I was like, hell yeah, I'm all over that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that. Remind me of, um, man, I, sh I shouldn't say this probably, but I've quit quite a few jobs in my lifetime, <laughs> you know, but that's neither here nor there. Um, man, we're, it's so much more we could get into. I want to be super, super respectful of your time. And thank you once again, Jacqueline, for joining us. Can you let people know? Because there, guys, I'm um, trust me. There's so much more. She didn't. She barely scratched the surface. You see how she in the beginning she just condensed an entire marathon in like two minutes. There's so much more here that she's not talking about. She has. She's a martial. She knows the karate. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, and to start later on in life with like when you're ready to give up. I'm not, Jacqueline. Please, please tell them how they can find more about what you what you do and how, how to get in touch with you. Here's a special gift. Here's a special gift for your listeners. We've been talking a lot about mindset and, and getting past self-limiting beliefs and so forth. Go to my website, the Fearless Factor at Work forward slash courses two, I think it is. But if it's under courses, once you get to the website, go under the navigation bar, you'll see courses. There's a, a, a program in there called The Inner Game. And I want you to go and take it. I'll give it to you for free. It's 147 bucks, but I will give it to you for free. Use the coupon code JW21. And it's an online program. It's interactive. You have to answer some questions. And uh, it will give you some insights into how you can start to shift those beliefs that may not be serving you to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. You hear that guys? Free 99. I know you love it. Definitely go check out the fearless factor at work.com slash courses. Play, play it back for the, for the, um, the, the code. I ain't going to tell y'all. It's JW and the number, but I ain't going to tell you guys. JW21. <laughs> Right, right. Okay, I was you. I, I wasn't going to give it to him, but you gave it to him. So, um, to end it off on a lighter note, Jacqueline, I like to ask all our guests this this same question: Like, what do you do for fun when you, or, or what do you do like on your downtime if there's ever any? Um, for the last year, it's been primarily you know sitting in my garden, enjoying it. I've been building my garden for the last year and that's that's been a lot of pleasure right there. Um, I do CrossFit and so my CrossFit workouts, I built myself a gym in the garage in the last year and you know I get in there almost every day. 
do some kind of workout, which is great. And, uh, you know, watch some TV. <laughs> I have Ooh. a very boring life when I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it sitting in the garden. Hey. That that alone, because I, I I like the outdoors and everything. I, I <sighs> garden, garden, garden life. Oh man! <laughs> so thank you again, Jacqueline. Uh, I appreciate it. Any final thoughts before you go? Other than um, check out the Fearless Factor at work.com. You know, check out the Fearless Factor at work.com. Um, but definitely uh, do the work. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. If you really have ambitions to go from the hood to good, you got to do the work. And don't shy away from it. Even if it's hard, show up and get some help if you need it. And if you can afford it, get some help. So whether it's therapy, whether it's a coach or whether it's some kind of program that might be helpful to you for your growth, take it on. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years on all kinds of stuff to be where I am today. I didn't do this all by myself, frankly. I need people to help me. So go find the help you need because it's out there. And if I can be of any help, absolutely. Check out the programs. And if I can be of any help, let me know. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Will do. Um, thank you, Jacqueline, again. And we're signing off. Thanks, Ronnie. I, I, I'm I'm going to check that out myself. You know. Yeah, please do. You know, go go check it out, and um, you know, just just it'll take you about an hour to to do the whole thing, um, mm -hmm. but it'll it'll give you something to think about. So right. you, go take advantage of it. Right, right, absolutely. And one thing that really touched my heart was um when you mentioned especially when it came to like the addictions and cause I really struggled with like alcohol and drug addiction, um, you know, blowing the peace pipe, but just, just being crazy pornography. It was just wild. And it was a point in time where I'm like, man, it's, it's too late for me. Like these dreams and visions I've had, they've been there, but they've just been like idle or I'll do it tomorrow. And when you spoke about it, I'm just like, man, I'm, Thank you, God. You know, that really touched my heart. And I really just, I can't say thank you enough. You know, well, I appreciate you're it. You're very welcome, Ronnie. If it makes mm -hmm. a difference, honey, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely there for you because we all need to get past our bullshit. And because the world needs you, you mm -hmm. know, that's the other side of this. You know, the world needs you. I know the world needs me from everything that I've gone through in my lifetime. And I'm almost 70 years old. I'll be 70 in December, which just blows my mind. It's like, how the hell did you get that old? You know? Um, but, you know, the point being is that God gave me a lot to handle in this lifetime. And the only reason that I can figure out is to give me a lot to handle because now it's my turn to give it back. Mm. There it is. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So okay. you can fix to yourself, all right? Yes, ma'am. Will do. I had to say yes, ma'am. You just say what your age was approaching because I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, she's pulling my leg or something like that. She can't. No, no, no. But you know, it's like you just gotta you gotta you gotta keep it up, Ronnie. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
Let me get my mind right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the last. Thank you for your time. Thank you for everything, guys. And I um would love to keep in touch and you know to just be able to reach yeah. out to you. With that well, let me know how you're doing. I would love to know. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let me let you go. You well. <laughs> Bye, darling. You likewise. Thank you. Bye-bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Jacqueline Wells from Hood the Good. Another banger. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hit me up on the social media from Hood the Good on IG. We got the page lined up for you guys. Let us know what you think. Let us know what type of topics you want to hear in the future. Let me know your takeaways from this episode and go check out the fearless factor at work dot com slash courses use the password gotta listen to the episode for the password i ain't gonna just give it up to you that easy and thank you guys once again from hood to good baby let's go